You're listening to In the Studio with Michael Card. The session is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn about this new translation and the many ways you can enjoy the CSB. Explore online when you visit csbible.com. in the studio with Michael Card featuring guess who? Michael Card. As we talk about Jesus though, Michael, right? Right. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Wayne. I'm uh, out here in Fernvale, Tennessee. Yeah, you have, uh, we're doing this via Zoom now because, you know, we can't travel as much with COVID and all. And I see a new office behind you there. Yep. A new old office though, right? Yeah, this, is a ho- this house is uh, eight, 80 years old. It was built by a pastor who used to marry people on the front porch. Is that right? I, yeah. So I'm sitting in, I don't know if this was his study or what, what they use this room for, but it's my study. <laughs> well, we connected online recently when you launched your book, The Nazarene, and that night you uh-huh. were in your uh, your barn. So you've moved from the barn to your office. You're going upscale here on us today. Right. I mean, I'm in... Uh, in the central heat and air right now, which is a, one, a wonderful thing. This is about 30 degrees outside. Okay. Well, uh, congratulations on the new home. And Thank you. as we end uh, 2020, we're going to have uh, kind of a, a packed podcast here, I guess you would say today. First of all, uh, Trevin Wax will join us from Lifeway. You know Trevin well. We're going to talk about, you know, starting off the new year with Bible study. Yeah, Trevin is is a remarkable individual. He is a Bible scholar, and uh, he has responsibilities at Lifeway for the new CSB translation. And uh, I just I, I admire this brother so much. Hmm. Well, we'll talk with him in just a moment, and then we'll reach yeah. back to a previous interview we did with Nathan Tasker at the Art House in Nashville. That'll yeah. come up in the second half of the program here today. We're getting a lot of great uh, new listeners to the podcast. Thanks for being listed now with uh, the Lifeway uh, Podcast Network. And uh, so we say welcome to all of our new listeners. Thank you for all the comments, wonderful comments. I, I won't take time to read a bunch of them right now. We'll do some of that later. But, boy, we're so encouraged by this. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're content creators, uh, which is basically what we are, Wayne, mm-hmm. when people listen to your content and respond to it the way they've responded, uh, I've gotten, like you, I've gotten some in, incredibly encouraging emails. Yep. Uh, over the last several weeks. Yep. Well, we yeah. thought as we end this year, this being our final podcast of 2020, and what a year it's been. So we thought we would end with Jubilee. Yeah. This is a live performance recording that you did some time ago. <laughs> so here's Michael Card to begin with Jubilee. Provided for a time for the slaves to be set free, for the debts to all be cancelled, so his chosen ones could see. His deep desire was for forgiveness, he longed to see their liberty, and his yearning was embodied in the year of Jubilee. This is your part, Jubilee, Jubilee, Jesus is. The Jubilee, debts forgiven, slaves set free, Jesus is our Jubilee. At the Lord's appointed time, His deep desire became a man. The heart of all true jubilation And with joy we understand In his voice we hear a trumpet sound That tells us we are free He is the incarnation Of the year of jubilee Go! Jubilee Jubilee Jesus is the jubilee Death's forgiven our jubilee to be so completely guilty given over to despair to look in 
into your judge's face and see a savior there jubilee jubilee come on jesus is the jubilee that's forgiven slaves set free jesus is our jubilee See what I mean? Lots of energy. <laughs> Jubilee. I've always loved that song, Michael. Thanks for uh, doing that again today here on the podcast. Hey, why don't you introduce our guest who's on the line now? Well, in, in one sense, Trevin is kind of my boss. Uh, he is the uh, Senior Vice President of Theology and Communications with Lifeway, and uh, he very graciously uh, let me be part of the CSB project that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, is has now been out for some time. Uh, and uh, it's it's great to welcome you back to the show because you were there. You've been on our show about a year ago. Welcome back, Trevin. It's great to be back, Mike. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. We throw those letters around CSB. That stands for Christian Standard Bible, and it right. is clearly the finest translation of the Bible that has ever been done. <laughs> Period. I was giving you room to say that. I was giving you all the room in the world to say that, Mike. <laughs> and we do use it on well, the program here. It clearly has the greatest stylist on the, the translation committee. I'll without just say that. a doubt, without a doubt. No, but but I mean, yeah. all kidding aside, I mean, it, it, everything that I've written uh, since it came out, uh, I've used it, and um, it's a fresh translation. Uh, I uh, one of the troubles I have, Trevin, is that I think in NIV, and so I. I, if it's especially in the Gospels, I know what the next verse. If you read one verse from John, I pretty well know what the next verse is going to say. And you should never think that you know what the Bible's about to say. And when I read CSB, <laughs> I can't do that. I don't. I don't know what the next, uh, how the next verse is going to read. And it really, it it never disappoints me. So you guys did a wonderful job. Well, and I, we're, you know, it's all all glory goes to God, but also a lot of. Uh, uh, honor goes to you and other members of the translation committee that that really did a, a fine job translating this text for contemporary audiences, and then also wanting to to maintain accuracy and fidelity so that uh, uh, this translation would be trustworthy. Well, here we are at the start of a brand new year, and we thought, Michael, this would be a good time because a lot of people are making the commitment here at the start of the year to read the Bible and study the Bible yes. more seriously. And, of course, CSB has lots of resources, and we want to talk with Trevin about well, that. Well, this is going to sound like a commercial, but, tr- I mean, just I'm going to ask, have to ask you to trust me. It's not. One of the best things you could do if you're going to commit yourself to working through Scripture again this year is to start with a fresh translation. Hmm. Trevin, what do you think? It, I, I think that's true. I, you know, I, I like to work through the Psalms every month. I have a reading that I do, uh, Psalms in 30 Days. Um, where it, one of the things I love to do with that is to mix up the translations month to month just to, like, you know, like Mike, like you said, so that it, it, you, you don't get so uh, stuck in one translation that you immediately know what's coming next, but you are um, hearing the Word of God afresh as you see different ways of bringing out the nuances of the text. Uh, it's great to have a good standard translation that you work through into sort of your default, and I think CSV is a wonderful one for that, but there is something uh, about going to other translations and 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 uh, seeing how different committees and different teams and people from different denominations have have poured over these texts, wrestled through, and done done their their due diligence in in bringing the uh, the meaning and significance of God's word to light in how they translate it into English. Yeah, and how many of us make that commitment at the start of the year that we're going to spend more time in the Word, and then we just sort of lose steam as it goes through the calendar here. But I think you'd agree with me that by using a study yeah. Bible and reading the notes as we go, that can really enhance and, and prolong our interest in what we're reading. Well, one of my basic theories is you should always be looking for someone who will do your homework for you. <laughs> the easy way well, out, huh? <laughs> I mean, I need help. And so uh, I think Trevin earlier was talking about this new Tony Evans study Bible. He did. He's done our homework for us. Yeah, these these study Bibles give they, they 
what what it's like is if you you know whether you get a Spurgeon study Bible or Tony Evans study Bible or you get just a, a more general study Bible that has a lot of uh, different scholars um, who have who have made notes. What it does is it gives you helps and tools, and there's articles there that explain some things because the Bible is a tough yeah. book, and a lot of times I think we want to say, "Hey, reading your Bible every day is going to be really easy." Um, you know, or the Bible is really easy to understand. And of course, there are parts of the Bible that are easy to understand. And the, the overall message of the Bible is one that we believe is simple and clear. But there are definitely difficult sections of the Bible where it's nice to have help right there, uh, where you have, you know, trusted scholars who are, I, I like to think of them kind of looking over your shoulder as you read and saying, hey, here's, you may be puzzled by this. Here's something that will help you understand how different Christians who have been puzzled by this, too, over the centuries have, have wrestled mm-hmm. with this. And so a good study Bible is just, a, is just an aid. It's a tool to help you continue your work of Bible reading. And there's so many good choices now, obviously. We've mentioned a couple already, but how do we decide what's the right one for us? What's some of your advice, Trevin? Well, when I look at study Bibles, I, I think um, it Part of it depends on who you want to have as your conversation partner. I mean, we ha- you know we have an ancient faith study Bible, for example, where it's, the notes are from the church fathers from you know fifteen hundred years ago or whatnot. We've got um, uh, different study Bibles for different purposes, and so you've got to take a look at them and to see what what you uh, as you're thinking about what you're going to pick up and read over a year. You've got to look at and see who you want your conversation partners to be. But as important as study Bibles are, also Bibles that have reading plans. It will help you keep you on track. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think of uh, George Guthrie does a day by day chronological through the Bible where he gives you some readed, some guided readings where he's not really doing study notes as much as he's just sort of guiding you into the text and helping you know, that, hey, this is what you're going to read today, and and then following up with a few application questions. All of those can be helpful tools to just keep you in that discipline of daily coming to to, to the Lord to hear from Him through His. And George word. is a regular. Uh, um part of this program so we know george well and uh and i've seen that bible and it, it it's a it's a remarkable piece of work which well, let me ask you years ago there was a archaeological study bible that niv did have, have you guys done anything like that we did this year we just put out the holy land illustrated bible and it is a marvel it is i mean you can not hardly open it to a page where there's not just full-color pictures of objects from the Bible, places from the Bible. Um, it, it really makes the Bible come alive when you look at these places. Many of them are pictures from today of these ancient sites where these things happened or where tradition says that, you know, something might have taken place. There's maybe a church built there. I, I was just uh, looking—I I, I had that with me at church recently and um, uh, saw, you know, that there's a the traditional site of uh, Simon the Tanner's house in yeah. Acts. And, I mean, there's this, this, this picture right across from the page of me reading about this encounter that took place there and thinking, it just reminds you, these are real places, real people, uh, and you can go to some of these sites even today. And so that Holy Land Illustrated Bible is one that has really made the Bible come alive uh, to me just when it comes to the, the people and places and, and, and things of the Bible. Trevin, you're blowing my Bible budget here. You know that, right? <laughs> uh, let's turn to just the benefits of just spending time in God's Word. Again, here we are at the start of a new year, and we all want to do things better this year than we did last year. So let's talk, Mike and, and Trevin, about the benefits of spending time in the Word. Mike, can I start with you? Well, um, it's hard to put in, into words what um, – uh, a consistent timing in uh, in the Bible does for you. It keeps you grounded. It uh, it becomes a a, a resource. Uh, you become a resource for other people. Uh, and and in your own in your own life, when there are questions that come up or maybe a crisis that comes up, you have this reserve. Uh, other than you know, yeah. in panicking and running to the Bible and saying my life's falling apart, which which the Bible is there for you when that happens as well. Sure, yep, yeah, it's a lifesaver. Absolutely, we know. but how much better? And and for me, ultimately, Wayne, um, in my what's left of my life, my commitment is to try to understand that every detail of the life of Jesus and what it means. I mean, for me, going to the Gospels and 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 seeing and understanding in fresh ways what his life means. Um, 
that's that's what keeps me going back. What about you, Trev? Hmm. Well, I, I, the Bible is food. Yeah. I mean, it's it, at the end of the day for the Christian, going to God's Word is going to get mm. sustenance. And I, I think I, the, the benefit is nourishment, right? The benefit is that we are, that this is the way we grow as Christians. Um, I, I do think one of the challenges that people have when they get into that Bible reading routine, a lot of people start strong in January, but can, can kind of falter by February, March. Um, a lot of times the reason why uh, I, I, I'm afraid Christians will sometimes um, lose you know, the passion or lose track of their Bible reading is, well, they may miss a few days and they feel guilty that they've missed their plan, uh, or or it could be sometimes that they they feel like something magical has got to happen every time they open the Bible, you know, mm. like God's going to speak to them directly, almost like a lightning bolt of inspiration. Mm. But the reality is, um, the work that that the Spirit of God does on us as we are consistently in His Word is is um, is not sometimes it's like a lightning bolt, you know, but other times it's just the it's just the rhythms of everyday life where we're centering ourselves on God and who He is that make the difference over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't remember what I ate for lunch two weeks ago, but I know that lunch it sustained yeah. me, right? And not every time that you have in the Bible is going to be one where there's this lightning bolt of inspiration. Sometimes it, you know, it may just be you're working through the text and. You, you know, you didn't really seem to get much out of it, but you move on. But that meal is still nourishing you because the Spirit is at work. And, and over time, you become, you grow into this kind of person who is, who is reflecting on God's Word and reflecting out uh, the image of God and of Christ in your interactions because you've grown to know Him over time through something that cannot be microwaved. Mm. It is a, it's a crock-pot kind mm. of life. But that, if you want to have the fragrance of Jesus, you've got to you got to stew in those biblical juices for an extended period of time, and that's really where Bible reading is um, is most valuable. It is sustenance. You know, I hadn't thought to ask this question until now, but I'm sure we have parents listening who want to encourage their children, their teenagers, to spend time in the Word. Any advice for parents? I mean, this is you know, this is always seems to be a, a struggle to get the whole family involved. Well, for me, I think of um, one of the ways I'm doing this with my kids is I am encouraging them, even though it's not just in, in a, a full-blown, uh, uh, you know, printed Bible, to, I, I'm, I'm encouraging them through some of the apps that are available to be in God's Word every day, to where we mm-hmm. can check up on each other and see what each other's reading on mm-hmm. some of those apps. Now, I, I think that those are not um, uh, always the, the best replacement for studying Scripture uh, directly in a more, um, a more, a more targeted way, but they they are one way of just consistently getting us into scripture to where we can then be in contact and communication about what those are. So I would I would recommend parents look into that, and then also find a good printed Bible to go along with it that you're able to uh, to then have good conversations with your kids as you dedicate yourselves to reading the Word of God together. Yeah, and just to follow up on that, uh, I, I, I think the best thing as, as an individual studying the Scripture, but also as a parent encouraging your kids, I've always thought it was it's good for you to have one Bible. It's great to have all these study Bibles and reference Bibles, but it's good to have one Bible that's your Bible. It's the Bible that you carry with you. It's the Bible that you take to church or you know, whatever, wherever you're going, that you take your Bible, and I know, I know from uh, experience because I had three or four different versions, and and there was a period of time there there wasn't a Bible that was my one go to Bible, and um, so and and for me, it's a it's a large print <laughs> uh, that that has uh, <laughs> fewer references. The play, page isn't cluttered with as many references, but there are still helpful references there. That, that's made a big difference for me. And we've all had the experience of uh, having Grandma's Bible, haven't we, and opening it up and oh, seeing, yes. the, seeing yeah. the notes there, huh? <laughs> yes, I, I agree. And I, I've got, um, I mean, one of my treasured possessions is my father-in-law's Bible in Romanian. He was a preacher uh, who, who died, um, I, guess, I guess, seven years ago now, uh, almost eight years ago. And I have his Bible in my drawer on my desk with my Bible in there 
plenty plenty of times where I will pull it out and it is marked up in the margins mm-hmm. and it's marked up all over the place. But I feel like I'm reading the Bible even now alongside my father-in-law, um, you know, faithful Romanian pastor for many years during some difficult years um, uh, under hardship there. And to have that as a treasure, and I want my kids to have something like that wow. as well. Well, Trevin, thank you for your time today, and uh, we appreciate the CSB Bible and their support in putting this podcast together. So we're very appreciative of what you and others are doing there at Lifeway. I wonder, Mike, if we can uh, uh, play your song recorded in the studio called Recapture Me. Uh, do you think that would be appropriate right now? Sure. Uh, this this song is just actu- actually, this could happen in the context of reading the scriptures that God would recapture our hearts. It's not, a, not always a matter of being... Uh, of, of that first encounter, but of, of uh, being recaptured again and again and again by God's Word. Fleeing what I do not know, recapture me, recapture me. I flee to where I cannot go, recapture me. Bridge between my heart and mind, recapture me, recapture me. You come across myself to find, recapture me. You come and knock on imagination's door. You come to show to know you is what eyes and ears are for. glad we get to hear your music on the podcast, Michael. Thank you for doing that. Recapture Me. We encourage our listeners to uh, send us comments, and we've gotten so many recently. Thank you to everyone who's written to us. We can barely scratch the surface here verbally, but uh, we are thankful, aren't we? I, I take, I, I, I'm deeply encouraged by people who are willing to take the time uh, yeah. to just write and, uh, and say what they, uh, what they appreciate and and give suggestions for uh, other topics that we can uh, look look to in the future. Here's just a couple. One person writes, "I love the way this is set up. I feel like I'm getting a little bit of everything. Great Bible teaching, community creativity. It almost feels like sitting in someone's living room. I've been challenged, convicted, and encouraged. In today's climate, it's refreshing to escape to God's Word and be encouraged by the faith, wisdom, and stories of others." Hmm. Yeah, they write well too, don't they? Yeah, they do, and 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 really, uh, that they they they're get they're getting it, and because that's yes. what we're trying to do is uh, include people in in conversations, but uh, but have some uh, some uh, as well as depth, have some some breadth in terms of yes. some music and different kinds of guests, and uh, uh, if you think of the the people that we've had over the years, man, everything from. Prison ministry to Bible translators to uh, you know banjo scruffy banjo players. <laughs> We're not naming names now. <laughs> uh, here's another one. I'm thankful for the many things that God has used over the past year to correct me. 
Michael Card's ministry is just one of those things. This podcast is special to me, and I will continue to listen as long as Michael and Wayne continue to make this podcast happen. Mm. Well, Joe is a big part of that, too. So, Joe, thank you. And one more, I learn and am inspired. I listen to music by Michael all my life, but I'm only just starting to listen to podcasts. A great way to keep God in my mind during my daily chores. Mm. Very good. All right. Now, they also pose questions to us when they write to us. And here's one from Jocelyn. Hi, Mr. Card. Uh, So it starts out very respectfully. That's Mr. Card to you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm currently studying your book, Inexpressible. I have a question about a statement on page 41. Uh Oh. You say, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who held back Abraham's hand at the binding of Isaac, the God of Exodus 34, created the world. The rabbi said just so he could show his hesed. My specific question is, if you have a passage in mind, when you state that God created the world just so he could show it his hesed, especially since you state that the rabbis say this. That's such a beautiful concept. I'd love to know the specific biblical references that you draw on. Yeah, that, and that is a, that's a great question, Jocelyn. And uh, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think there's one specific passage you know, uh, that you can point to. I think what the, this, is, this represents what I would refer to as a rabbinic conclusion. I mean, Based on sort of the the breadth of Scripture and God loving the world and God being a God of Hesed, which is that Exodus thirty four six and seven passage, uh, I think this is more a, a, a generally a rabbinic conclusion and a beautiful idea that comes comes to us, uh, not, and not specifically uh, a, a statement that's made in the Bible. Um, okay, yeah, I, I wish there was right. one passage I could point to, but I, I think there. Are, there are lots of examples of, uh, and not just from the rabbis, but from Christian teachers, where you make a, a, a general conclusion based on lots of different passage in the, passages in the scriptures. Well, we'd love to hear from you who are listening right now. You can send your comments along with song requests or questions to us when you write to in the studio at michaelcard.com. Again, in the studio at michaelcard.com. And could you help get the word out about this program by posting a review? Your opinion is a great way to get the word out about this gathering of like minds by sharing the link for this podcast. These conversations are just a start, and we want to invite you to go deeper. Check out more of Michael's insights through his books, music, and Bible conferences. Explore all that is waiting for you at michaelcard.com. And if you need more details about our guests and resources we've talked about today, you'll find it at michaelcard.com. Now, coming up in a moment, our conversation with Nathan Tasker about his music and the art house in Nashville, here in the studio with Michael Card. The Christian Standard Bible, scholarly, accurate, readable, current. With the new year coming soon, come see the types of Bibles available that could help you start off 2021 in a fresh way. Here's Michael. The Lifeway folks who are responsible for this new translation, they've come out with all sorts of helpful versions. You know, anything that we can do to get people engaged with Scripture, we got to do. And CSB, I think, is a wonderful tool. Visit csbible.com and see what could enrich your reading in 2021. So many study Bibles and special editions like the Holy Land Illustrated, Day-by-Day Chronological, the Disciples Bible, and many others. When you order, receive your 30% discount on CSB purchase at Lifeway when you use the promotion code in the studio. Just type in the studio with no spaces for your 30% discount. The Christian Standard Bible, a great translation, a great selection, and now a great discount. csbible.com. Michael, through the magic of recording, look who stepped into the studio to join us. Yes. Nathan Tasker. Yeah, isn't that cool? (laughs) It was so easy to get him in here. That's awesome. He lives next door. I do, a short walk. Because we're at the Art House. Mm -hmm. Tell us what the Art House is. Sure, the Art House started in 1991 when uh, Charlie Peacock, Christian singer, songwriter, and producer, and his wife Andy moved into this old church. So right now we're in a a 105-year-old Methodist church, and they moved in in order to help I guess, create or, you know, sustain some type of creative community. Um, And when it started, the goal of it was to cultivate creative community for the common good. And then most recently we added on 
the idea of encouraging everyone everywhere to live artful, faithful lives. And so over the years, that's looked like a lot of different things. We've had a lot of speakers in this house over 25 years. Michael was one of them, right? Michael was one of them. I think a lot of actually scribbling in the sand, I think, mm-hmm. came out of a yep. Christ and Creative process that you yep. addressed here. And um, Scotty Smith from Christ Community, I know, uh, a long time ago, started Bible studies here. Uh, Bono has sat on the fireplace and <laughs> Is that right? sung, we are, you know, we are Christians by our love. And wow. Mel Gibson showed the passion of the Christ for the first time. Um, it's literally an old church. The, it literally is an old church. It's, and it's beautiful. It, it is. I, I know Mike, actually, one of the times you came in, Mike, you said, uh, I, I just can't imagine on this floor, the people who got married, the people yeah. who were buried. How you know, many like, people on this spot for a hundred and some odd years yeah. have stood there nervously saying their vows on that oh. spot? Yeah. yeah. That amazing. They cool. could explain why my children run very quickly in the middle of the night from their room <laughs> to our room. <laughs> well, uh, Sarah and Troy Groves have a, a church in Minneapolis, right? Is there a connection? There is indeed. So Sarah recorded some records with Charlie and during that time was very struck by the, the Ministry of Art House and asked if they could actually start one uh, up in St. Paul, Minneapolis. And so they bought an old church, and they do very similar things. And then a number of years ago, uh, another friend of ours of Art House started Dallas Art House. And each house does very different things. Ours is probably the most free-flowing, flexible out of the three of them. We don't do a lot of program things here. Mm -hmm. It's more, I guess, being highly sensitive to who the Lord brings here, either to record and make music or create art, and then people who are in need of um, prayer and conversation, dinner. It's wonderful. So very yeah. much hospitality is probably yeah. one of the major things that happens oh, in our We appreciate life. the invitation to come here oh. with this program. Yeah, very much. It's awesome <laughs> to have you here. You mentioned the children running quickly yes. through the old yeah, church. Every, every time I come back, there's a new child here. Explain that to me, please. I'm, How does I'm, that work? I'm anxious about you coming back again. Uh, yeah, no, we we uh, have three children, uh, six years old, almost four, and uh, a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. So two boys and a little girl. And um, and they're growing up in this place where you know yeah. there's a studio, and they're running in and seeing people, and uh, they're having a, a great time. Um yeah, it's, it's pretty wonderful. I, and I tell people, I actually think I, I told you guys when you arrived, uh, I remember saying, this is our home. So we have three children and <laughs> we kind of don't make any apologies for the fact that sure. we have children. Yeah, love it. And I think in Nashville and within music and creative community, uh, I love that people come here and they get to see a family mm-hmm. um, and a family just doing life yeah, right. as well. Because yeah. I think sometimes we can tend to think our, our art has to be isolated from you know, family and from those things that are normal in order yeah. to create art. And I, I, I don't agree with that. I think mm-hmm. it can happen here amongst. Yeah. And I can tell life. you it's a hard thing when, when my wife started working full time and she wasn't as involved in what the creative stuff I was doing, that was really hard. Yeah. So yep. good. Yeah. Good for you. For yeah. so tell me about Cassie. You, you met in Australia, right? I, I, we did indeed. Yeah. I met, uh, do you want to hear how we met? Yeah. Well, I'd <laughs> love to. I'm, okay. I sense there's a story to be told okay. here. Well, so. we'll, we'll hear your version and later <laughs> and on we'll have her version. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I was at my church in Sydney and I got to church twice that year cause I was touring a lot and, uh, I was sitting next to a friend and my cell phone was on the chair and it was silenced, but it buzzed and a message came through and it said, who's that sexy girl behind you? And it was my best friend who goes to church 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and I thought, he's here. This is awesome. I get to see my best friend. I turned around and I looked and I said, oh, and there is beautiful girl behind me. This is amazing. And so I asked my friend next to me, who's that girl? And he said, that's Cassie. She's just started coming to this church. So I kind of chased her down and joined her Bible study. Mm, um, because you were interested in what they were studying. Because I was interested in the, the yeah, Bible yeah, study. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. good man. You buy that, Mike? <laughs> well, no. The, the truth is that being in Bible study with her, I was like, wow, she's a beautiful woman. But yeah, what was inside was even more impressive. And and so eventually she gave up and, uh, and went out with me. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is my friend actually wasn't at church that night. He was at his church and thought, this will be really funny if I text him. Oh, no. Who's that beautiful that girl right? behind you? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And oh, so he I've was never my best man at my uh, wedding and he shared that story. <laughs> and yeah, so that's how we... We met in a wow. sort of an invisible Cupid. That's yeah, a, it is. That's a movie. I, I, I know that's with Hugh movie. Grant yes. playing me. <laughs> oh. well. <laughs> now, what was the conversation with her about moving all the way to Nashville from Australia? Yeah, she. when we first started dating, one of the things she said to her mother is, um, I don't want to sell CDs at a concert. 
Um, mm. And then about a year later, she was selling so, CDs yeah, at a concert. Right. <laughs> um, but we traveled together for the first um, seven or eight years. We traveled together in a touring van in, in America and UK and back in Australia as well. Um, and I guess that shared experience of being together was just so valuable, something that we're both very thankful for. These days I go out on tour without her because she's at home with the kids. Um, and every time I wish that she was out with me. Yeah. Um, By the way, rather. will you thank Cassie for the cookies that she provided <laughs> to the studio here today? I will. I will. She's a great cook. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate your music so much too. Um, you as a singer and a songwriter, um, you've thank prepared you. something for us to hear now. I have, yeah. I, I actually thought I'd do something from my hometown uh, a song inspired by a man named Arthur Stace. And uh, Arthur Stace was a homeless man in Sydney, Australia, Did who you became know a him? Christian. No, I didn't. He actually, okay. he um, passed away not long after I was I was born. Um, but when he, uh, when he became a Christian, um, he was still a homeless man, but he found himself a piece of chalk and he decided to word, write the word eternity on the streets of Sydney to try and wake people up to oh. the fact that there was more than just this life. And he wrote that word over 500,000 times. Oh. They're still finding it in places that he wrote it. They didn't realize he'd actually written it. Um, wow. And so when he passed away, there was no real fanfare, nothing really mentioned. But in the year 2000, as we ushered in the new millennium, uh, some of you might remember that at midnight, stroke of midnight, fireworks exploded around Sydney Harbour and up on our Harbour Bridge lit the word eternity in his handwriting, oh. spoken over a fairly pagan city. Mm -hmm. And uh, it always makes me think about, you know, God has placed eternity in our hearts. Everybody mm -hmm. resonates with mm -hmm. not wanting to die, wanting mm -hmm. to live forever. Uh, that's a God-given thing. And I think about that word spoken over the harbor foreshore. Some people resonating because they, they knew the Lord and others resonating and not quite sure. What am I going to do with What am I going to do? Yeah. We've got to keep that story in mind as we listen to the song now, right? That'd be great. Nathan Tasker in the studio. On a busy Sydney street Underneath the moving feet If you looked, you just might see what I see It is written on the ground Almost lost within the sound But it won't stop crying out eternity Can you hear it now? Ringing out across the city Hear the sound like a symphony It's crying now Every single heart that's beating This is what we were made for oh, oh, this is what we were made for And as the people pass me by I can't help but wonder why We all live as if there's only one lifetime When there's more than this lifetime Sound like a symphony, and it's crying out. And every single heart that's beating, this is what we were made for. Oh, oh, this is what we were made. So sing with me a song that lasts forever. So sing. A song that lasts forever Can you hear it now? Can you hear the sound? Can you hear it now? Ringing out across the city Hear the sound like a symphony It's crying now Every single heart that's beating, this is what we were made for. Oh, 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 this is what we were made for. 
Nate, we were talking before about resonance. Mm. And the idea uh, just struck me, listening to that song, that something resonated in the heart of this homeless man. Mm. And then it made your heart resonate. Yeah. Because you're both created for eternity. Yeah. He wrote it on the ground, and you wrote a song. Yeah. That's pretty that, cool. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. We talk a lot about resonance. That's one of our themes. <laughs> okay. It's a good theme. <laughs> good one. Good one. Can we talk about life in Nashville? Yeah. As as artists? That's artistes. Artistes. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Mr. Card. <laughs> what are some of the lessons that you've learned, Nate? Uh, I've learned that in Nashville, there is a great community to be found, um, especially when it comes to thinking through uh, culture, creativity in light of the Bible, um, things that I hadn't had a chance to really experience in Sydney. Um, I've found incredible friendship and fellowship here, but I've also found um, that Nashville is a difficult place to live and I think to uh, also uh, keep in touch with what it means to to follow Jesus uh, mm. in everyday life. And and I think, uh, and I don't want to be disparaging at all against Nashville as a town because it, it is an amazing place to live. Yeah, just driving around looking at all the churches. And, I, I know, and lots of churches. Buckle of the Bible Belt and all it, that, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's also a place where, um, you know, it can be very lucrative to be in Christian ministry uh, in Nashville. And I come yeah. from a city in, in Australia where that is not the case at all. It doesn't I, pay Exactly. Right. To be a Christian. In, in, in Sydney, Sydney. And, and the UK, which I know you've spent a lot of time yeah. there as well, Mike. Um, yeah. You know, my friends who are in ministry in the UK, I mean, it is, you're, you're essentially a missionary. Right. And that's, that's what I remember being in Australia as well. And I think there's something about uh, acknowledging that and probably whether it's an Australian thing or something else, uh, in Nashville, I feel like I see through a lot of um, industry hype and... Uh, I can make it hard to do my job sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but I think God calls us to be faithful and to to serve Him and to serve sure, others wherever sure. we are. Um, but it has protected me as well, I think, in ways that I'm grateful for. Mike, we've talked a lot about this through the years mm-hmm. with your own experience. Well, you were saying a minute ago that you can learn to be a better guitar player in Nashville. Yeah. You can. Burn, what were you saying? Yeah, you, better guitar player. You want to be a better singer. You want to be a better producer, songwriter. But Nashville isn't necessarily the place where you'll learn to be a, a better Christian, to put it, you know, or a deeper Christian, or to grow in your love of the Bible, grow yeah. in your love of the church. Like, yeah. And I find that quite, um, that makes me nervous and anxious as an artist, you know, because I think you create out of who you are and what mm-hmm. uh, what you're marinating in, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't marinating in the Word, and if you aren't marinating in Christian community and church community who, and, and that means having people like a pastor who can ring you on the road and say, what's going on? Right. Like you're accountable to me yeah. and you're accountable to your yeah. brothers and sisters. Yeah. How you know? are you doing? And why did you just lie to me? Exactly. You know, right. <laughs> and and that kind of accountability is, I mean, it's really, very few of us ask for it. Right. But it's really important yeah. uh, in the work that we do. And, um, and I've probably mm. seen that a little bit less over the years. And I hope that the art house might be one small place where people can come and we can, you know, attempt some form of spiritual formation. How can yeah. we grow together and our art come out of that? Depth of love. I can for see how that shows the way. Jesus, yeah. I, how have each of you handled this uh, this problem, so to speak? Well, you, I, I think it's like Nate says. You you look for community. Mm. Um, on this show, we've had uh, Anthony Pickett, mm. who is. I go to a Wednesday Bible study, which is really sort of church for me, mm. and um, and those those people know. You know, oh, they know I'm going to be out of town this week, and they know where I'm going. And when yeah. I get home, they go, "How did it go?" and and uh, and I can't imagine doing that in isolation, yeah, or just with you know three or four guys that are in a band, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So you need people who aren't starry eyed when they look at you, yeah, but think, look at you as a brother. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because the truth is, and I know, um, Mike, you've experienced this that when you are on on stage, and people are listening to your music and they're responding or they ask for autograph. I mean, it. You need good community around you. You need people who are mm-hmm. keeping you grounded and remembering that. I remember one of the things that you taught me, Mike, is that great art washes feet. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if you get on stage and you aren't thinking to yourself, I'm in a service ministry right now, mm-hmm. then something's gone wrong. But 
the way we've set up our industry, it's to make it feel as though the person on stage is not in a service ministry. You're in a and in an fame odd, industry. You know what I mean? And in an odd way, Nashville is a good place because you see so much ministry based on capitalism and ministry based yeah. on self-promotion. Not that we don't struggle with that too. We of struggle course, with that yeah. too. Make a yeah. living, right? But you, and for me, it was helpful to see see something go, okay, I don't want to do it that way. Yeah. I don't want it that way. Oh, oh, there's someone. Oh, I want to do it like that, that, that person, person is doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. That's what was most helpful for me coming yeah. and yeah. living in Nashville. Yeah. So. Do you have a, um, a desire to see others learn? I mean, the art house is doing it. Yeah. But how deeply can you move into someone's life if they're not listening? Yeah. And, and I think that's, that is the big question. And for us, we're putting on uh, events as we feel led to do. We've started a thing actually called the Artist Collective. And the goal of it was just to invite people to come along and hear from older Christians who are still creating art. And I try and uh, invite people to speak who um, are still plugged into church or they have community that they're a part of. You know, they're answerable to someone. Um, they value family and they uh, value the Bible. You know, things... I mean, it sounds kind of baseline, but, you know, those things are really important and valuable to me and to the art house. And just to bring younger people in and to allow them to experience that together. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things we do. But a lot of it is just praying. I know, Mike, you were speaking before when we uh, before we chatted about praying that the Lord would bring the people to you yeah. who need what you have. And for us, it's this home and this studio, you know? Yeah. And, and we were talking before that, how there's something that's almost illegitimate about pursuing those people and say, yeah. okay, I'm going to disciple you. Yeah. That's not really, I think the, the point is you work on your own sort of world and then yeah. you say to the Lord, okay, anybody you bring to me, if I can wash mm -hmm. their feet, if I can be helpful, yeah. I'm, I'm asking that you bring those people to me. And it's amazing, you know, this is coming from a person whose prayer life is not all, <laughs> not all that great, but... When I've prayed that prayer, I'll I'll get a phone call a day yeah. or two later, and it's just one person saying, "Can we have coffee?" Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I can remember, as oddly enough, we talk a lot about Bill Lane. I can remember, you know, praying that I could find somebody, and I go and I meet Bill Lane, and a few weeks later, after we get close, he said, "I was praying that the Lord would bring someone to the wow. office wow. that would talk to me." And so it it's yeah. a, an experience that replicates; it mm. should replicate itself. It should mm. and yeah, we're I think Nate and I are trying. Of course, I'm I'm way older than Nate is, <laughs> but I think we're trying to figure out what does that look like for us now because yeah. it's time for us to step well, up. I, I'm yeah. so grateful for both of you and what you're doing. Thank you for the invitation to come to this wonderful place. Yeah, Absolute pleasure. Thank you for being here. That recorded at the Art House in Nashville. I'm Wayne Shepard back with uh, Michael Card here. And Michael, you know, we began this program with Jubilee, and this is our close to our final program of 2020. We need to look ahead a little bit. Wow. Uh, we didn't know what 2020 was going to bring, and we certainly don't know what 21 is going to bring, but we do know who's going to carry us through, don't we? Absolutely, Wayne. I mean, and we have reasons for confidence that uh, no one else has. Um, and in one sense, 2020 has been a hard year. But in another sense, I mean, God uses everything, especially bad stuff. I mean, that's that's how he works. <laughs> and um, uh, I, I was looking at um, Luke 12 and Jesus' words. Um, then he said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life what you will eat, or about your body, or what you will wear. And I would insert, or whether you're going to get COVID or not. You know, mm -hmm. the, life is more, uh, the life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Uh, then skipping on down, consider the wildflowers, uh, how they grow. They don't labor or spin. Uh, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these, but again, down to verse 31, but seek the, his kingdom and these things will provide it, will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your father delights to give you the kingdom. I mean, that's our confidence. I mean, the, wow. the what perfect passage to end this year. Yeah. Yeah. The central, the central message of Jesus is that I've got good for you, good news for you is the kingdom has come. And, uh, and, and there, you know, it's the, it's the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom we are a part of a kingdom of which Jesus is the king. So Amen. it doesn't get any better Amen. than that. Amen to that, Michael. Yes. Well, 
Here we are in the threshold of 2021. I can't believe it. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I thought, man, I'm maybe I can live to the year 2020. <laughs> Just imagine You're going to live that. long past that, that, Wayne. I, well, it's in the Lord's hands. But I tell you yes. what, we're going to end with your song, which I think is so appropriate. And our producer, Joe Carlson, picked this out for us. But we both feel this is very appropriate, right? Right. I mean, what better word? You know, the, the promise that the Lord will someday bring us home, that we will be with him, that we will be part of this kingdom of which Jesus is the king. I mean, how much more encouraging uh, does it get? So, yeah, amen. Right. What a gr- good Indeed. way to end the year. All right, Michael Card, I will bring you home. Though you are homeless, though you're alone, I will be your home. Whatever's the matter, whatever's been done, I will be your home. I will be your home. I will be your home. In this fearful and fallen place, I will be your home. When I move my hand, I will bring you home. Home to your own place in a beautiful land, I will bring you home. fitting song to conclude this session in the studio with Michael Card. And if you need more details about our guests and the resources we've talked about today, find us at michaelcard.com. We're excited about the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. When you visit csbible.com, find an edition of this new translation that fits your needs. And when you order, use the promotion code in the studio typed with no spaces to receive your 30% discount on CSB purchases through Lifeway the Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. We hope you'll join us for next week's podcast release. For all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Manfield, and our producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to this edition of In the Studio with Michael Card.